You're listening to episode number 19 of the Nightingale Podcast. I am so grateful for all of you tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. We are hearing from Eva Machado, and she is sharing with us her nursing journey. And I just love how Eva is all about just doing what suits her best in her lifestyle. And she has just grown to have the philosophy that she can create the type of journey that she wants. And she is not going to just sit back and let someone else tell her what she has to be doing in her career, whether it be the hours that she has or the type of position that she works in. So I can't wait for you to hear why she chose to take the route she did with her current position and just the great perspective she has on the nursing career path and her plans for the future of the nursing profession and how she plans to give back. This week's episode of the podcast is brought to you by my free guide to starting a new position. So if you're interested in downloading your five tips to starting a new position and making that transition as smooth as possible, head on over to www.thenightingalepodcast.com to get your free guide. And you will also be signing up for our email list so that you can get updated with each new episode of the Nightingale Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to the Nightingale Podcast, a podcast for nurses, future nurses, and well, anyone interested in the nursing profession. I'm your host, Dakota Falkowski, RN, BSN, and DNP student. Join us each week as I interview nurses from all areas of the nursing profession to uncover nursing opportunities that you may have not known even existed. You can expect to be inspired and maybe even a little bit motivated. The goal of the Nightingale podcast is to encourage you to think outside of the box, step outside of that comfort zone of yours, and reach for a fulfilling and unique nursing journey. So let's dive in and check out this week's guest. You never know, they may just have your dream job. Hey, Eva, welcome to the podcast. I am so happy we have finally connected. You and I have been trying to get this podcast episode for so long, so this is so exciting. We really have. I'm so excited to dive in and talk with you today. Oh my gosh, you are doing so many amazing things and I just am so excited for you to share your journey with everyone and I just want you to kind of dive right in and tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Eva and what are you doing and how did you kind of get to where you are in your nursing journey? Okay, so I have been a nurse for two years now. I initially went to school at South Virginia University in Rhode Island, in Newport, Rhode Island. It was a four-year BSN program. I lived in Massachusetts, so I got my first job there. I was living at home, saving money, just kind of like what a lot of people do in the beginning. And I actually did kind of like one of those nurse residencies. I don't know if it was like officially called that or not, Mm -hmm. but it was like a two-month training on med surge. And then I kind of got my pick of what I wanted to go into. I was more likely to get hired into something that I was more interested in instead of just going in off the bat with no experience. I got that two months of med surge experience in this program. And I got onto a step-down ICU. It was like progressive care. It was the only unit in our hospital other than like step right down from ICU. And so I got so much good experience there. I 
loved it. It was all telemetry. We got tons of different kinds of patients, but it was, you know, mainly cardiac. And then I moved to New Jersey about a year ago right uh, now, just about a year ago. And when I moved, I was like, I'm, I'm doing cardiac. I should stick with that. And I ended up getting a job on another progressive care unit that's cardiac. And when I went into that, I thought it was going to be like, oh, the same exact thing now. And it's <laughs> totally different, but I totally like it. <laughs> it, it specializes in electrophysiology. Uh, and we do more procedures at this hospital because it's so, such a bigger, it's a way bigger hospital. And so we get patients with like pacemakers, ICDs, um, a lot more procedures, uh, CHS, AFib, things like that. But it's mainly cardiac. How cool, though, to think that you are going from this is like the cool thing about nursing is that like every single unit is different. So you could go from one unit to the same like type of unit and you will find such different things. Yeah. Or people that they are on a unit, maybe they don't just like vibe with the people on that unit or vibe with the shift. You could switch from day shift to night shift. Yeah. Have a totally different experience, even just with people and like what happens in your day, even though you're on the same tour or think you have like, the same type of patient. So it is like, it's to- it's crazy how much it changes. Yeah, I think that's a great point too. And it's such a good, it's a good thing that you stuck with it and that you ended up loving it. And sometimes I think it's hard to, to like go in with an open mind. And so that's so cool that you ended up just falling into something that you really loved. Yeah, and right now I have so much flexibility because I'm actually considered per diem at my job right now. I work full-time hours, but I'm, my title is per diem. And the my managers, my unit coordinators kind of let me do whatever I want with my schedule. And so I have way more flexibility with, like, my weekends, my holidays, and I work actually day shift and night shift. Wow. Uh, so I see, like, all the different stuff. I see everything, so that's kind of nice. So tell us a little bit about the per diem role. Like, do you have an hour requirement? Like, what does that look like for you? Most people that have per diem jobs, they have like a couple days a month that they're required to do. So on my floor, it's not very strict, honestly, because they're just happy I'm working so much. But Mm -hmm. they usually want you to work two weekend days a month. So it doesn't have to be a Saturday and a Sunday together. It can actually just be one Saturday, first week of the month, and then like a Sunday at the end of the month if you wanted to. Two weekend days, you can obviously do more. And then from there, they just ask for, I think, like two other days. So four days a month is usually what they ask for. And then holidays are one holiday in the summer and one holiday in the winter. So for people that hate doing, you know, the win- especially the winter holidays, I feel like people get mm-hmm. so upset when they have to work Thanksgiving and Christmas because they're missing, totally missing out you have your requirements half. So that's huge for like family time. And I get to work full time hours right now because everyone knows nursing. There's a big shortage of nurses, so I can Mm -hmm. even like move units if I had to just pick up hours, which I don't have to right now, but I have a lot of flexibility with it. That's And my, yeah, it really is. I really like doing it right now. It it fits perfectly with my life. And uh, the other benefit for me right now is I know a lot of people say they can't go per diem because they don't have the benefits. They're either not married to someone with benefits or they're single and they need their own benefits. But right now, with my age, I'm kind of milking the whole insurance off your parents till you're 26 thing, awesome. uh, which is working out great for me because I'm able to pay off a lot of my nursing debt 
with the extra income and still be okay with not having benefits. So I'm kind of in that like middle ground right now and I'm taking advantage of it. That's perfect. I am a huge advocate for per diem positions. I actually hold two right now myself and I love them. I hold most, actually a lot of my positions have been PRN throughout the years, even as a Mm -hmm. uh, nursing assistant, I did a sitter position that was actually PRN too. And it's so nice. People don't realize that you do usually get paid a little bit more. So, and you do have that flexibility. So it's really nice. And you're helping them out in the meantime, which is great. Yeah. And I think people too, if they don't know what they want to do, it's a really good option because I feel like you're at a decrease risk of getting burnout, especially for people like you who have two per diem jobs. So mm-hmm. if, you know, one of them is really like grueling on you you can kind of like take a step back from that job and kind of pour yourself into your other job. Or for people like me, if I started getting total burnout on my job right now and I started to dislike it, which I don't, but if I did, I could get like a part-time job doing something totally different somewhere else and just decrease my hours uh, to take advantage of it. So there's a lot to think about in being co besides just like, oh, I don't get benefits. I don't want to do it. There's always another especially if there's one thing about your job that you're not liking. Right. That's so good. And I think too, it is amazing how if you take a step back or even if you work in full time, if you just have a few days off in a row, it is crazy how refreshing it is. So that's awesome too about your per diem is that if you're like, I am just had it, I just need to take a step back. You can do that because you don't have those hour requirements. Yeah, exactly. Really nice. I'm curious. So what led you into choosing the PRN route? Because I know like it is just, I feel like it's so just common that, oh, you just expect that when you get done with school, you're going to do full time. So I'm so curious what led you to making this decision. So it's funny that you say that because when I had my initial job in Massachusetts, the step down that I was doing, that's what I did. I got a full time job and I was strictly nice and that's kind of, this is kind of another story, but when I first started and I had to be on nights, you know how a lot of jobs kind of like require you to start on nights. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. And I was, I was just like, oh, I can't do this. Like I'm going to hate nights. I went in with such a bad mindset into it. Um, but I kind of, when I moved to New Jersey, I really wanted to work at the hospital that I was at now. And mm-hmm. a lot of those positions just start out as per diem. Oh. So I was like, you know what? I really want to work here. And I would sacrifice full time for per diem. I kind of just like assessed all my options and said, okay, what's more important to me? And when I thought about that, thought about having no commute and working at the best hospital in the state, I really wanted to work there. So I thought that I could kind of maneuver and change it. And so that's when I kind of talked to my mom, talked to my parents, and I was able to stay on their insurance. And then once I had that security, I was like, this is for me. I'll try it. And if I don't like it, I can exchange it. Yeah, that's the beauty is there's always other options. So it's not like you're stuck in doing that. So you can always expand too. And I love how you said that you can go and pick up another part-time position if you wanted to and still keep the one you're at now. Yeah. It's funny too, because like nursing is not all or nothing. Like you can really make your journey however you want. And that is so beautiful about what you're doing is that you're, you took a situation in which you it wasn't ideal. You probably went into it wanting, obviously, to do full time. But then look how amazing it has turned out for you. So how cool. 
Yeah, and I actually love night shift now so much, which is so funny because I went into it being like, this is not a life you can live. <laughs> and now I love nights. I work more nights than I work days on my per diem job. That's so funny. I love nights. Yeah. I like, I mean, I like the option to not work nights. So kudos for people who are doing all nights, but I, I think it's, it's a fun environment too. And I've noticed such camaraderie in the staff and just such a unique like tribe between the staff members. So I think that's really cool about night shift usually. Yeah. I feel like everyone's kind of forced on nights to have each other's back because mm-hmm. they're the only people you can turn to in certain situations because there's obviously a decrease in the staff at night and it just makes it the people on nights just so much closer I feel and like you said it's kind of like a different I mean it's a different vibe every shift but mm-hmm. it kind of you can tell how close a lot of the people on nights get um, in certain positions. Yeah totally agree with you. So I want to kind of hear what are you doing in your off shifts? You're doing some really exciting things and I just want you to share it with us. Yes. So I feel like I've been focusing on, I I kind of, it's funny because when you become a nurse, people are like, oh, you did it. You became a nurse. And I feel like when you are a nurse, you're like, okay, what am I doing next? Mm -hmm. And people, yes, I feel like people just don't realize that, that work in other jobs. I don't know why, but I'm kind of thinking, okay, what do I want to do for going forward? A lot of people go the NP route. A lot of people, you know, go into nursing education or getting a master's in something, which I am thinking of doing. But right now I'm kind of focusing on why so many new nurses are leaving the profession because it is a, it's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And um, actually one of my coworkers, Lacey, who you have in your podcast, Lacey yeah. Megan, I work with her and we have gotten into starting uh, nurse coffee talk events. So we're trying to do them every single month. And it's pretty much just a space that we're inviting nurses to kind of talk about anything, anything like what they want to do with their career, what they're unhappy about, helping them change, um, what's causing burnout, a difficult day they had, anything. And so we actually paired up with this awesome yoga studio. And we do yoga for like an hour and 15 minutes. And then we have the, the cafe upstairs and we go to the cafe upstairs and just chat and talk. And so we're kind of trying to use that as a way to stop burnout and just see where we can go with it. And so that's kind of where we're at with that. It's kind of awesome. And um, yes, I'm also starting a blog. So I have, I kind of got my website just up and running, but I'm kind of just talking about some of that stuff on there too, which is nice. And that's what's so amazing. I love that you said that because I totally agree. I think as nurses, we, a lot of us, even in healthcare in general, I think a lot of us have very similar personality types and we do always feel this, this drive and this force to move forward. And I've noticed that even along my journey is that I'm just always looking for the next thing. And sometimes I think that you need that outlet, that passion, that side hustle that project on the side too that like even if you get to a point in your career that you're loving that you can be comfortable and that you can be content where you're at because I I did that route and I like have gone to nurse practitioner and I'll be done soon and I'm at the point with my nursing journey that I I kind of want to get to a spot where I just stay I wasn't like that before where I was like yearning for this consistency in this just stable 
like I'm going to stay in this position forever. And I've kind of gotten to that point, I think, with my nurse practitioner journey. So (laughs) I think it's so important to have something else, like another outlet that you can just pour into. It doesn't even have to be nursing just to express that and to give back to other people is fun too. Yeah, I feel like you probably have gotten so much even just out of doing your podcast. Like something else you can do. It's still related to nursing, but you're getting so much out of it. I feel like it's so so great. Yes, for sure. And for people who are like looking for something like that, podcasting is great. Blogging, it's a way to keep you on your toes and it's not it's not monotonous. It's this it's something different every week. If you're blogging, you're you're writing something new um, consistently, or if you are, if you are like doing a podcast, then you are also doing something like new every week. So I think that's really fun is that you can, you do have the ability to start up some of these things. So I'm excited to hear like, where do you see the blog going? Like, what are your plans for this? So the blog, I feel like I am kind of just taking it easy with. So I I think I want to do like some kind of side hustle, honestly, like in the future. Uh, but I feel like the blog, I'm just kind of putting it out there and just writing on it when I feel like to say I'm not trying to put too much pressure on myself uh, to do it like, okay, I need to write like three blogs a week or something mm-hmm. like that. But I'm pretty much using it as just like when I feel like I have something to say, if I have something exciting, if I have something that I feel like nurses need to know about, um, I talk a lot about self-care on there because I feel like burnout is so huge. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll throw it up there. And so that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. And I feel like it's kind of crazy that I even started a website without knowing anything about how to make a website. (laughs) (laughs) But you can do that nowadays, which is crazy that like, I am so much an advocate for like, if you don't know how to do it, you can Google it, you can figure it out. You don't have to like have this education and this big formal training to know how to start a blog or start a website because there are ways to figure it out. Yeah. If you care enough about something, you'll make it happen no matter what. So true. That's so true. And if you have a passion, I am so much an advocate that if you have a passion for something, just, just do something to start it. Just pick something. I'm telling you, like, look at you and look at the podcast, like, I had no idea how to do a podcast before I started doing this, and I still most of the time don't know what I'm doing, but I know that my community that I'm a part of now, they're going to give me some grace, and they're not going to, they're just thankful to have someone to relate with, so it's really cool that you're doing that. Yeah, I feel like people look at people kind of just starting out, or they've been doing something for a little while that they look at, and they're like, oh, that's really cool, I'd want to do that for you but they don't. And I feel like they think that we have some kind of either or like, Oh, well they, they just knew that. And no, we didn't know anything. <laughs> like you can do whatever you want to do. You just have to really put the effort in. If you want it bad enough, just make it happen because you can. So true. Yes. So I obviously a big part of your platform and just your goals and mission is to give back to the nursing profession. And I'm sure you've just learned a lot of things along the way so far. Can you tell us a little bit about what advice you've kind of come up with for nurses, for future nurses, whoever you is interested in this profession, I guess? I feel like for nursing students or people that are 
I guess, the new the profession, I would say, so new grad, I would say try to not be overconfident in yourself. I feel like a lot of units see this where ask the NCLEX and they're like, I made it, I'm a nurse. And mm-hmm. it kind of sucks when you get into it and you realize that's not true at all <laughs> and you have a long ways to go. Um, so just realize that everyone around you knows so much. And you can always learn from somebody else. I've been a nurse for two years, and I ask questions every day. I learn from everybody around me. And just not being afraid to ask for help, just things like that that are just basic. Like every single day you should be doing doing those things and realize. If you did know everything, nursing wouldn't be fun, right? Like mm-hmm. the best part of nursing is knowing that you're going to go into your shift and something crazy is going to happen and you're going to learn something that you didn't know the day before. Like that's what I love about my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yes. And like I said before, the people on different shifts are totally different. Every unit is different. The people on every every hospital are different, things like that. And so coming into a new job as a new grad, another piece of advice I would give is just make your own judgments. Like you said, a lot of us in nursing have a lot of similar personalities. Obviously, nursing itself is a pretty female-dominated profession. And so I would say just make your own judgments of people. A lot of there's I can say there can be clicks in nursing, uh, which can be good because people will get friends outside of work and all these great things. But a lot of times I feel like, especially coming into a new person, you're like, oh, I feel like there's there can be like polarization on the unit. Kind of feel your own way around. Don't listen to anyone's one thing about other people. That's so good. I love that piece of advice. I actually listened to, so I recently went to Lori Harder um, is doing a book tour right now with her book, A Tribe Called Bliss. And it's amazing. Oh, I'm so excited about that book. You see the, the girl that I said I work with who's been on your podcast. Yeah. She's like, you need to read this book. I'm currently getting it in the mail on Amazon. So Yay. everyone should go and read that book. We'll be reading it together because I am like just trying to dive in. I've been so overwhelmed with school. But one of the things that Lori said in, in her session on her book tour was just exactly what you just said. We as women, we as whatever, as human beings, we need to stop cutting each other down and letting like her big thing is like, stop the gossip. Like it's not promoting Mm -hmm. anything positive. And that is one of the things that she said is really just focusing on letting other people formulate their own opinions and just being cognizant of that. And that's one thing that I've really tried to do since I've heard that is I, you're so right. You start a new job or you are just introduced to a new environment and you are so inundated with people who are like, Oh, stay away from them. Watch out for them. They're so mean. And they try and start formulating your perceptions of that person or the unit or whatever. And it's so good that you say that, that we just need to try and not do that. And I'm I even, um, my sister-in-law is starting at the same unit that I'm a part of right now. And I'm like trying to be really aware because I just recently started there too. So I got all this feedback. So I'm like, okay, do not pass this on. Like we need to stop and let these people formulate their own decisions about things because that is, creates such a negative vibe in the unit. Yes. And People too, like, I mean, I work day shift and night shift, but most people work either night shift or day shift. They're hired. Most people are obviously hired for one shift. And it's kind of like what you know of that person is report. Right. Night shift staff or your day shift staff is 
your 20 minutes or whatever it is that you're spending in report and around that person, right? And I, so people will have like these perceptions of people on a different shift and you don't even know them. Like you yes. don't really know them. You only know 20 minutes of them every, you know, week. Exactly. I think that's the same exact thing for patients. We do the same thing. We, we go in and we're like, oh, watch out for them. They're whatever. I don't know whatever insert whatever you want but peep we do the same thing as where we even like in report we pass it on and it's like okay let's let's step back they might have been having a bad day they might have been having a just off night whatever it may be so like let's not start their day off in that negative way again so let, let's let them start fresh with however they want to start their day they can do it together yes that is so true. I, that is like one of my things on my floor. I feel like my staff like that I work with knows that I don't do that. Like I am like, don't tell me, I don't want to know. Right. Because it can just like you walk into the unit and the first thing you do is get report. And if you do is get a negative comment about somebody that you're going to be with for the entire day. I'm just like, don't even, I don't want to know. Because what if they're just totally nice to me? Because that does happen all the time. People will say something about somebody, and then you go in and you just have a different relationship with them. They get along with you. Your personality splits better. Like you said, they had a crappy day and a great day. Yes, so true. And And you wonder, too, like, did that get... Did that like snowball effect from the night before and the shift before? Like, did they start their shift off negatively because the person before them gave that negative handoff? So, like, if you just allow yourself with anything, with patients, with other staff members, if you allow yourself to go in just with a clean slate and just make that relationship, whatever it may come of it, then it's going to be a lot better of an experience. So, it's really good. I love that you do that because that is so true and it's not good for, it's not good for our coworker relationship and it's not good for our patient relationships. Yeah, that's something that's a good piece of advice and for just nurses that have been around forever. So that's a good piece of advice too that you put in there. Love it. Yeah. So if you, if you're looking for a new book, A Tribe Called Bliss, it is said to be amazing. So we even I will find out here shortly. You should too. <laughs> yeah, Dakota and I are going to be reading this together now, guys. So yes. join us. <laughs> it is. That's all. what it's all about is having a tribe. And I think that is what is the really great thing about doing blogging and podcasting and the social media world is we are really working towards making that tribe atmosphere where we have a tight group of people that you can just go and be open with and just have a place to grow your confidence and become comfortable with one another. Yeah, exactly. Friends, starting a new position is scary. It's frightening. It's overwhelming. It's exciting. It's all of the things. I know I've started many new positions in my time as an RN. But really, it doesn't have to be as difficult as we try to make it. Through these experiences, I have gathered five tips to starting a new position and making that transition as smooth as possible. I have created a free guide for you as my listeners to make this transition as seamless as possible and allow you to really excel in your new position. So if you recently started a new position, you are going to start a new job, 
or you know someone who's going to start a new position. I mean, come on, you have to fall into one of those three categories. Then head on over to the nightingalepodcast.com to sign up to receive your 100% free copy of the five tips PDF. I'm here to support you through all your new ventures in your careers, and I believe these five tips are going to do just that. So head on over to thenightingalepodcast.com after this episode and download your free guide. I mean, come on, what do you have to lose? So any other advice that you have for any nurses um, at any point in their journey? So uh, the other thing I would say for people that are, this is, I guess, still could be for you guys, but more so for people that have been in the field don't be afraid to change what you're doing I feel like a lot of people like we just got a new girl on our floor oh my gosh I love it here and I was gonna quit nursing like I hated my last job I like that's what it was it was still cardiac nursing in some way shape or form I don't know exactly what kind of floor it was like sometimes if you just don't vibe with those you know the people the patients the unit whatever it is if you don't like that type of nursing that's the good thing about nursing, right? You can always change. And I feel like get in this mindset where they get stuck. Mm-hmm. They feel really stuck in one specific area where they are. And it's like, you know, try, like try to apply to another job and just see what happens. Or like me, like go per diem, dating, working weekends, and it's, you know, burdening your happiness or things like that. Like I feel like people need to just not be afraid of change if they're unhappy in a position. Um, or like going into a new position, lowering what your expectations are. Have no expectations of what it's going to be like and just kind of step into it on your own. And I feel like it, like it'll work out better for you if you, don't, if you don't have any crazy expectations of what you're expecting. And then you can't be disappointed. Right. That's so good. I think, too, it's such a great, even like it's so applicable to people who also have said their whole lives or their whole careers that, they want to do this one thing. I feel like I hear a lot of people who are like, I always wanted to do X. Like I always wanted to do labor and delivery. And they think that they're at a point in their career where they can't do it. And like my big thing is like those people who are working on those units, those nurses, once we're new too. And like you can learn a new job. You have something to bring to the table with any experience that you have. Maybe you're in mental health and you want to go into OB or you want to do labor and delivery, well, guess what? There's a lot of communicating that goes on. So like, even though you don't feel confident in those skills, you can learn skills. Like you can always learn something that will make you really excel in that position. So don't be afraid to switch it up because they, everyone else, everyone started somewhere. When I was new, I was like, I want to be a NICU nurse. I want to work with babies. I I just know I'm going to work with children. <laughs> and when I was in that nurse residency, initially, the hospital was like a community hospital. So they didn't have a, they didn't even have a NICU because they were super small. And so I, quote unquote, settled for the step down that I worked on. And I remember like feeling like a failure to myself before I even started my first job because I was like, I didn't get my dream job. I didn't get the job I wanted. And for all the new grads out there, like do not be like me and think like that because it was really the universe having my back and putting me into something that I now love that I would have written off. Mm -hmm. And so the mindset of 
being new and your what your first job is going to be, go into it thinking you're going to love it and you just might. Right. Yeah, I think that is so good. And I it's amazing, too, to see how many people have, like, such a similar story to, as you, is that they think that they're going to do one thing and they end up doing a totally different thing. And I, I did the same exact thing. I worked in a adult ER. We didn't even see children. And then ra- randomly I ended up in pediatrics and I love it and I can't see myself doing anything else. But I was one of those people that was like, I'm never going to work with kids. So I feel like you see that on like total opposite ends of the spectrum where you have people who want to work with children they end up deciding that it's not for them. And like, that's okay. That's awesome that you have gotten one step closer to doing what you really want to do or were meant to do. People need to stop putting so much pressure on themselves because if they do go into something and they're like, ah, this isn't what I wanted to do, they can always change. Like we were saying before, you can always change what you're doing. So don't put too much pressure on yourself to be in one thing right off the bat. Right. Yes. And I think too, we've talked about it on previous episodes, just, just being, giving yourself some grace and just knowing that everyone else might not support you through this process. Like you might have people that are like, what are you doing? Like, you're really going to leave. You're really going to quit. And it's just having that inner peace and that confidence to say, yes, I am. I'm, I'm not cut out for this. I'm going to do what I is meant to do and if it takes me a few different jobs to get there so be it yeah so I want to hear have you learned any big lessons along the way or have you received any big advice that has kind of molded you into who you are today so I yes in my nursing career I feel like when I first started at my new job I got the advice of just don't be overconfident in yourself because I, I was a nurse for a year on a step down. So I was transferring to a unit that I was, you know, I, I felt confident in. I wasn't new. Like I, I had a good experience of the same kind of patient. And somebody before I started was saying, just don't be too overconfident in yourself. I know I kind of said this already for the new grads, but I think that was one of the biggest things that helped me transition into my new job um, because then I didn't step on as many like toes um, of people that have been there forever. And yeah, it, it worked out better not. And and then I also, like I said before, I thought I knew what I was getting into, but there was totally different kind. I'd never taken care of, taken care of before. We get people that have had a abla- like ablations and all these. I've never even had a patient that had an ablation because we didn't do like much cardiac intervention and things like that. So I think that that was a big piece of advice for moving away to a completely new job where I felt like I was starting over again. Yeah. I think those go so hand in hand too, is that there's really, there is a big difference between confidence and like cockiness and just arrogance. And I think that really goes well with just making that transition and realizing that if you are experienced or you have any experience, even if you are transitioning from a nursing assistant role to an RN role in the same department or whatever it might be, there's something that you are going to have to learn and there's, they're going to do things a little differently. I guarantee you there are no two units that are exactly the same. (laughs) And you said that earlier and it's so true. And it's so true to just 
go in and don't have like you can be confident like confidence is a good skill to have but like there's a fine line between being like overboard and being arrogant and thinking that you know everything because like you said you don't know everything you're gonna have something to learn that's true I think maybe that's a better way to word it is because confidence is huge especially for those new nurses or people like even in clinical and things like that it's good to be confident in yourself and your skills uh but maybe that is a better way to word it not overconfidence but just cockiness like you said yeah and I think too it's just really growing comfortable with asking for help I mean I I still with having experience I have to ask for help and I'm confident in the things that I know but when it comes to something that I don't know I'm very comfortable standing up and saying hey this I'm I'm not super comfortable even I was working yesterday and I was put in like a role that I really wasn't that comfortable with and just being able to reach out to the charge nurse and say hey like I I'm okay where I'm at right now like we don't need to shift things around I'm just letting you know I'm not super confident in this role and I don't think that I'm a great resource in the role that I'm in right now so next like we were going to be changing um in the ER, we change a lot the assignments, but I it was going to be changing the assignment in the next hour or so. And just being confident and comfortable telling her that I, I didn't feel comfortable in this role. And she was able to ask me, oh, are, are you okay where you're at right now? And I said, yes, I can get through, but just so you know. So just having that comfortability and just, it is a skill to ask for help. And that doesn't make you any less of a nurse either. Like, it's only going to make your skills better to say, hey, I, I don't feel comfortable or I don't know how to do this because guess what? Someone's going to show you how instead of you sitting there and just wanting to pretend like you know, and then you, what are you going to learn? Nothing. Exactly. And the goal is to continue to learn every single shift every day to be the best you can. So even like the example you just gave is perfect. Right. And I think even with that yesterday is just being open to telling your coworkers, the people around you, like even I even was to the ED text just saying like, hey, like this isn't really a role that I'm comfortable with. If I'm like supposed to be doing something that I'm not doing, please let me know. And even just reaching out and saying that to the people around you so they're not looking at you like, oh, like she doesn't know what she's doing and she's not asking for help. It looks so much better when you're just open and honest and like, hey, like help me out if I'm open to learning and just if there's something that you can help me with, please do so. Yeah, that was like the other night I came in and I was the charge nurse. I've never been the charge nurse before. I'm like cracking up. I'm like, oh, this has got to be wrong. They're like, no, you're the charge nurse. So I'm like, okay, well, guys, I've never been the charge nurse before. So let me know if I'm missing something because yeah. uh, I don't even know exactly like what I'm supposed to be doing, but I, I got this. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it, but I just need you to be aware that I like, I don't know everything about this. And they're like, okay. And it went totally fine. But right. if I didn't say that, people would have been like, why aren't you, you know, telling the nursing AD what our staffing is tomorrow or something yeah. like that. Cause... Because you didn't know that you had to do it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well. <laughs> That's so good. And I think I think it's so good, too, that you said, like, I told myself I'm going to do this. I can do this. And I think that's a big thing is when we're put into situations like that, sometimes it's really easy to let our 
fear and just our emotions overwhelm us and tell us, oh, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. Because I'm telling you, you were probably the same way when you showed up with charge. And this is how I was yesterday. Because I'm like, like, no, I, I don't want to be. That's not an area I'm comfortable with. I That's not where I wanted to be. But like, I had to do it. Like they, that's where they needed me. So just telling yourself, you can do this. Yeah, exactly. I feel, I completely agree. Like the other day I had looked at the staff, like the, um, the clipboard to see, you know, how much staffing we had and we were supposed to be fully staffed all the days I was working. I was like, this is great. I come in and someone called out sick and my patient load was more than I expected. And immediately you just get that like anxiety Mm. and I had to do that. I had to be like, okay, I know this isn't what I was expecting, but it's going to be okay. Like we got this and just kind of like talk yourself down from your anxiety to just get some clarity and go forward in a good mindset and and you can do it just everyone's there to help you right and I think even with stuff like that it's like our nursing like core knowledge of our critical thinking and our just prioritization that even applies in situations like that just take it one thing at a time like what do you need to do right this second like just start with that and then everything else will fall behind yeah prioritizing is like one of the biggest things in nursing that will help you get through and make you a good nurse and I think that's got to be one of the most stressful things as a new grad is is dealing with prioritizing because how can you be good at it when you've never done it and maybe it just comes natural to some people but that's got to be huge for them And so going forward with it, I think even just starting with prioritizing like your day in your regular life, just start by prioritizing that stuff. And then you'll get good at that skill at work too. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I have one last question for you and it's kind of a different one. So if you've been listening, you'll know that I named the Nightingale podcast off of Florence Nightingale, obviously, and just um, realized after I named it the Nightingale podcast that I have two Nightingale birds on my back um, tattoos. And so I've been asking people if you have any tattoos, what are they? If not, do you have any that you think you would get? So I don't have any tattoos. Because uh, I'm boring. I'm so afraid. I'm like no. afraid of how permanent it is. Oh, uh, but yeah. I think if I did, I I think in the future, I, I actually, and I think if I did, little fun fact about me is I have um, two siblings. My sister is a little less than two years um, older than I am, and we're basically best friends. So if I did get any type of tattoo, I think we would probably get tattoos together. It would make me probably a little mm-hmm. less scared to get one. But I don't know. We don't have anything that we're like, oh, we're definitely getting this specific thing. But my sister and I would probably get one together or something to do like with our family or something like that. I love that. That's so sweet. So I want to hear how can everyone keep up with what you're doing, um, stay in touch with your coffee talks, your future blog, and find you on social media. So pretty much what I'm most active on right now is Instagram and my Instagram uh, name is at Eva Machado and Eva is just E-V-A and Machado is actually spelled like Machado. So M-A-C-H-A-D-O. And the link in bio will lead you to my website, which has my blog and has the calendar for our nurse coffee talk events. And you can kind of just keep up with me there. 
Perfect. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. And I just know that every, all your advice and just your different roles in nursing so far is going to be really beneficial to people. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dakota. I had such a good time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Nightingale podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe so that you are getting weekly notifications when the new episode comes out. And while you are there, I would really appreciate you leaving a review. And maybe your review will be featured on an upcoming podcast. You can check out all episodes at thenightingalepodcast.com or on Facebook at the Nightingale Podcast.